0: Good morning and welcome to Jew in the city speaks with your host Allison Josephs, also known as Jew in the city. It's really been a very um, busy several months just in world news. I don't know about you, but I'm looking forward to just I don't know the news reporting on nothing terribly exciting. Um, at the end of 2019, um, you know there's there's always uh, sickness and there's always um, you know racism and there's always anti-Semitism but at the end of 2019, was really this terrifying uptick in anti-Semitism. I mean, really um, attacks on um, particularly, you know, um, Haredi Hasidic Jews had been increasing over the last couple of years, but um, it ended up with um, several murders um, at the end of 2019. Um, And we were feeling pretty desperate around here about, you know, kind of safety and um, our place in the world. And uh, you may remember we launched this initiative, Meet a Jew in the City. As we were doing this, we were thinking a lot about how um, Black Orthodox Jews feel in this moment, um, because a lot of the violence, unfortunately, was coming from the Black community. Um, We spoke to Nissing Black uh, during that time, uh, because, you know, as uh, difficult as it is to um, look Jewish and, you know, sort of be that target of attack for the people living in Brooklyn, um, to Kind of look both black and have certain enemies in one group and look jewish and enemies in another group or maybe never quite Feel like you fit in either group is another uh, Challenge and now in you know, the last few weeks um, With the george floyd murder um, And I think sort of a heightened sense of people uh, taking a look at um, You know where racism, you know, may be occurring their own, you know personal reflection Um, are they being sensitive enough to Um, The black Jews in their community. That's really what we've been trying to do in terms of um, kind of staying on this topic um, as an organization and also as our mission is to reverse negative association about orthodox jews sometimes it's fellow orthodox jews that feel feel negative about the community so what can we do um, to be growth oriented what can we do to be sensitive and i figure the best way to do this is to hear from someone who grew up as a black orthodox jew and hear in their own words what is this experience like what um what little things that we think of are no big deal that we don't give much thought to that um do feel very different um, I grew up as you know one of the only Jews in my town in my grade and while I didn't have a, you know a visual uh, difference in how I looked from other people I was known as the Jew and it definitely there were different situations where it came up and it felt uncomfortable so I I do know that feeling of sort of otherness um, and so we have with us today um, a musician who lives in New York named Rafi Fulcher and he's going to talk to us a little bit about his experience growing up as a black Orthodox Jew Thank you so much for joining us Rafi
1: Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Thanks thanks a lot.
0: Yeah, sure. So, um, I guess uh let's just jump right in. Um, you know, where did you grow up? Um, and you know, what was your Jewish background and education?
1: Um, so my both my parents are gayrim and mm-hmm. they uh, went through orthodox conversion in Crown Heights uh almost 50 years ago now. Mm-hmm. Um my, I was born in Crown Heights. I have five older sisters. I have a twin sister and four older sisters that were also born in Crown Heights. Um, my older sisters went to Base Rifka, graduated from Base Rifka. Uh, my older sister graduated valedictorian of her class, actually. Nice. Um, they were the first uh, African-American young ladies to go to Base Rifka at the time. Mm. Um, um, I personally left Crown Heights when I was four years old and we moved to North Carolina, where I went to yeshiva there in Charlotte. Um, I also moved again to St. Louis where I was in, I've been in yeshiva pretty much all my life, Um, all Mm -hmm. my elementary years and through high school. um, I went to Torah Prep in in St. Louis, Epstein Mm -hmm. Hebrew Academy in St. Louis, Block Yeshiva, the um, boys Yeshiva in St. Louis, Graduated from there, went to Israel and uh, studied at Nativ Arye and, mm-hmm. and was and ended up in Israel for three years. So yeah, I, I, all I know is the Orthodox Jewish world. That's where I grew up. That's what I know. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, uh, even when my parents went through conversion, they the the Av Beit for their conversion was Rabbi J.J. Hecht, mm-hmm. Shalom, and he. Uh, He told them, he told my mother and my father that uh, something she would always tell us and remind us is that Rabbi Hech told her that he wasn't promising her a rose garden. Mm -hmm. And what Mm -hmm. he meant by that was that, you know, you're about to embark on a very uh, difficult journey because, you know, no one's ever seen it before. And I think the core issue of racism really is not so much hatred as, as it is fear like a fear of, of what's unknown, a fear of what's mm-hmm. different. But mm-hmm. for whatever reason, you know, my family was chosen to be that uh, to be that example. Um, I I don't think the racism that I've experienced in the Jewish community, in the Orthodox Jewish community, comes from a, uh, I don't think it comes from a hateful place, honestly. I just think it comes from a space of not having much exposure at all to something outside of, you know, their dialog Amot, what they're used to. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, so when they see me and thankfully, you know, I I was able to to have an experience in my life that allowed me to see that there can be people who feel a certain way about me when they first meet me because they come into the situation with with certain prejudices against African-Americans, I say, but they meet me. And after a few minutes of, you know, getting beyond what you see on a surface level and speaking to me and, and hanging out. I've seen it transform. I've seen yeah. that, that you know, I've seen it so many times that it, it's inspired me and given me hope that things could change with education and exposure. You know, like yeah. the, there's, a, there's an importance in being able to see Hashem in the other. And thankfully, like, you know, my parents raised us that we, they raised us not to judge Yahadut, not to judge Judaism by the Jews,
0: mm-hmm.
1: if, if that makes sense. Like, don't let, don't let what someone does, don't, if someone's Jewish and say Orthodox or even a rabbi, let's say, you know, don't let their actions determine what, how you feel about Judaism as a lifestyle, as a whole, as a story, as a history, right. you know? Like people, everyone's human. So, you, so know, I, 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 you I, know.
0: I totally agree. I'm just going to interject here. When my son was, I don't know, maybe two, two and a half. He was watching Doc McStuffins. I may have mentioned this on a previous show. Um, for people who don't know, it's a black cartoon character. And he said something like, I don't like her. And we're like, why? And she, he said, because her skin is dark, something like that. And we had never discussed, I mean, he was two, so he wasn't very old. He's never heard a racist word in our house. And I was sort of horrified, but I think it comes from that same thing of like, it doesn't look like me. So that scares me. So that was a great opportunity for us to launch into a conversation about you know, people come in all different shapes and colors and on the inside, we're all the same. And, um, you know, even my son happens to have darker skin than other people. Um, so I, I do think that's sort of this innate thing. And it's like if an adult is raised their whole life and never comes across anyone that looks different, then they never have to sort of deal with that childhood moment of this looks different than me. How do I deal with that? So I think you're you're so right. And I think that's such a, a great attitude to... Um, not assume that it's coming from a place of negativity, but from a place of just lack of experience. Um, I guess what I'm hoping is how do we make sure that people get the understanding before the bad, the bad, you know, uh, interchange happens, how do we help sort of prompt them about sensitivity before, um, you know, they, they put their foot in their mouth. Do you have any sense of of how big sort of the, um, the born Orthodox and Black population is, is most the community gayrim? Or is there a group of, um, you know, people that were born into, you know, the, the Orthodox community for, you know, more than one generation? There's not many,
1: not many, not okay. many at all. I mean, I know, I know of two other families in Crown Heights um, from when I was very, you know, from when I was young, as long as I can remember, but hmm. yeah, not, not many, not many. Hmm.
0: Not- um, And would you say there's any, I mean, you sort of touched on, you know, some of the challenges of, um, you know, being the minority within the minority, minority, would you say there's any benefits of, um, always being the kid that's different? Is there anything that, um, I don't know, in terms of your own personal growth or the way that it's shaped you, is there anything that you could say, um, you know, is, um,
1: Well, well, I think it's allowed my, I guess, I definitely think a lot about it. I definitely wonder, you know, Hashem, I was born, you know, I'm born and raised Orthodox this is all I know. So I do often wonder like, why was I born in this situation? <laughs> you know, yeah. why, why, why? Why me, me God? <laughs> yeah, what did I think? Like, really? Did I sign up for this? <laughs> but um, but honestly, I think the importance of it, and I only, I've seen this recently in life, you know, it, it took, it was a journey to come to the realization that my my experience as a Black Orthodox Jew—that's very—you know—our parents raised us to be very um, Afrocentric, to be very aware of our history, to be aware of who we, you know, not to—we are Jews by the way we live and mm-hmm. the, the the actions that we take upon ourselves. So, but we're still who we are, you know. We're mm-hmm. still Black. We still we still have a culture, I guess, or a, or a, a way of life. So. My experience as living on both sides of that fence, I guess, has given my voice the, the ability to be a bridge—a mm-hmm. a bridge between two worlds that I'm not sure. Like I understand, I live on, as they say, like both sides of Eastern Parkway. Like on, mm-hmm. I go get mm-hmm. my haircut in the hood. I go play basketball in the hood. Mm-hmm. I, I know I don't have, want to play
0: with like, to Jews. Yeah, no, I understand. Yeah, well, I'm That's um, <laughs> the
1: best. Yeah, runs I can find, but um. <laughs> So I live on both sides, and I, I get, you know, it's it's there's a there's an ear that I can that I can grab a hold of on both sides, and I don't know that if I was on one side or the other, I would be able to to really accomplish. It. I can. It almost
0: seems like sides. being born into this place. It's almost like you were sort of chosen to you know sort of choose to accept this mission um it's almost like this uh this responsibility is thrust upon you whether you like it or not um you can kind of i guess either resent it um and back away and you know sort of withdraw or you can say i have um a special role a unique role to play sort of understanding both sides and let me um let me be that well
1: it's kind of like I don't actually really have that choice because mm-hmm. I, I guess I know too much, the way I was raised, I know too much about, I know too much about it. I know too much about, you know, what the Torah is and where it comes from and who we are and what this story of this people is. I can't, You. it'd be nice to be able to walk away. <laughs> like, <laughs> it would be easier. But once you know, once you've taken the blue pill,
0: mm-hmm.
1: there's no, you know, you if just realize, back. There's no going back. You can't, there's not, you know, it just happens to be where I live in my circumstances here. I happen to be the other, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. I know that. I know that I haven't always been my skin color hasn't always made me the other, you know, I, I've always known from a very young age, that Abraham, Yitzhak, Yaakov, all like they, we don't know how Brown they were, right. but they definitely were Brown. To, you know, it, sure. it, I'm not, so I've never had a I've never felt alien to my identity, mm-hmm. but just the space that I'm in, you know, like, mm-hmm. and it's, it's a beautiful thing to have seen. Also, how many, like, for instance, my rebbe in high school, Robert Herber, uh, he learned in Lakewood with Rabbi uh, Schneer Cutler. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> he got Yor Yor Yadin Yadin from Rav Moshe Feinstein, right? Nah. He, you you. He, he was he's one of the greatest minds of the St. Louis community Jewish community um he was my rabbi in high school one day i had let my hair grow like it's a, a typical litvish yeshiva you not i was the first uh black jew to go there but also one day i had let my hair grow out a little bit i had been pushing the, the limit and my mom put cornrows i got cornrows my mom was you know we were watching a movie and she just she was playing with my hair and she put cornrows in my hair and at the end of it I was like all right well um you know let's take these out cuz I got to go to you know I got to right. go to school tomorrow and she told me no I, well why are you sure she's like actually ask yourself like why shouldn't you wear braids is there something wrong with that is there something inherently wrong with that and I was and, and it really you know I was like sure I, I okay I could go with that went to Shakrit the next day and obviously you know I got sent home Mm-hmm. You know, Ari, he tried to send me home, but I caught him mm-hmm. because I said, I asked the Rosh Shiva, I said, where does, you said there's a rule. I said, I don't look like a mensch. You're not, you're not, you're not with, with braids. You don't, you don't look like a mensch. So I said, okay, well, what does a mensch look like actually? Like how should I actually go home and straighten my hair maybe and get a crew cut? How much, how far, where's the line? And he says, I'm sorry, but the rule is. Can't have cornrows, so I said, "Okay, Rabbi, can you show me in the rule book? If you can show me in the rule book, I'll go home now." Right. <laughs> he said, "Well played, well played." <laughs> I stayed on, I stayed in school for that day, but he ultimately had to have a meeting. And but Rabbi, Rabbi uh Rabbi Herbert can't had had my back fully. Rabbi hmm. Herbert told that you know, and know who can, if you want to speak from a halachic standpoint, who's going to say a word to Rabbi Herber? Like mm-hmm. not, you know, he's not. He's not one he, he's uh he knows his he knows what he's talking about. So he's told the Rosh Shiva, listen, his hair is fine. Then the right then the Rosh Shiva said that it's a chatsa to have break. like they tried everything to not <laughs> let me have these corals. And Robert Herbert just had my back and always did. He was like one of those people that, you know, he was a Torah giant that also had the feel that had the you know, he also owned he had the meat element. Yeah, the Yeah, Midos he had that, he had the, the Derech heretz. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, this is I I feel I mean as sort of taking on this role of uh, trying to deal with the image of the Orthodox Jew in the world. So much comes down to how we conduct ourselves when we look so Jewish and act like jerks. Boy, Jews a <laughs> catch up with us when we conduct ourselves like mensches. Um, it's so life-changing. Any other you know, examples of um, friends or teachers um, being inclusive or sensitive or having your oh, back? Of course, of course.
1: You know, like, uh, well, one of the, my favorite that I didn't really get to witness much because I was too young, but the stories I hear from my sister and from my parents about Rabbi Hecht, um, who was really like a father and mentor to my parents. Um, but Rabbi, Rabbi Hecht, when my sisters went to Bez Rivka, obviously, you know, there were challenges, uh, we'll, we'll say there were challenges with um, the, with this change, with this difference. And Rabbi Hecht would go up to the school, he would stop what he was doing, you would get a phone call, you know, such and such happened and would stop what he was doing, come to the school to have a discussion with the teacher or the kid or the kid's parents or whoever. He, he like, he personally facilitated that cause he knew what it would be. You know, that, that he stood up for my sisters and he stood up for my family and made sure that everyone knew that we are here like everyone else. Like these mm-hmm. are, you know, like we're, we're all one unit. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I've had so many stories and that's what I like to make sure I, I let people know also, like non-Jews, if you're talking to me and I have a hat on, let's say, um, you don't necessarily know that I'm Jewish. There's right. <laughs> not really reason to assume. And I hear a lot of, you know, unfortunately, I'll, I'll, someone will open up about um, an experience they had with a, a, a Hasidic Jew. Right. You. And I always make sure to let them know that I, while I'm certain that probably did happen, unfortunately, that there are also incredible, incredible individuals that you would never, you never believe you never think, you know, would come from that space, but they are mm-hmm. there and mm-hmm. they are the most important thing to focus on. Like, Don't let one, don't let someone give you a, a false Play, let you play into your own false narrative, I guess.
0: And by the way, this is a conversation that we were, as we were, you know, sort of doing this outreach to the Black community um, after the, you know, uptick in violence. um, We had so many lovely exchanges and so many kind words. um, And some of the conversations were about, you know what it's like to be judged by your group. You know how awful that feels when someone sees, you know, a few bad people and think that you're all like that. We feel the same way too. Um, And so I think that they're, like in theory, there should be so much um, in common or so much understanding that we could have for each other. But I guess it's that difference that you know that um, seems so far away that that scares both groups and and keeps us away. Let's talk. Let's talk talkless. Let's talk about um, what are some ways that um, we can be more sensitive. Like maybe what are some things that have gone wrong? What are some things that you know, maybe casual racism that people don't realize that they're doing that our listeners can take away from this interview to be better at?
1: Well, well, Tachas, it's education. It's mm-hmm. it's edu- the best thing that you could do. The best thing you can do is educate yourself on, on what Black people have been through in this country. Like, I, in my community, which has been the Orthodox community all my life, when I say things like, You know, vagrancy laws, Jim Crow, Willie Lynch, redlining, convict lease program, Tulsa, Oklahoma, COINTELPRO. If I say like most of the people in my community have no idea what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. They don't understand if they only if they knew. I'm certain. I'm certain that if more of the Orthodox community knew of the history Knew about the the state level institutionalized racism that has existed before and after slavery, they, their views would be different. I just I think they just don't they they're unaware at the moment. We're talking the casual racism is honestly not personally not my concern. Like whether or not and people think that the issue with racism is whether or not you like me, mm-hmm. but I'm not so much concerned with with, with whether or not you like me. It, how much does the way you feel have an impact on my life? Like, can I, uh, go to the same school? Can I Mm -hmm. go pray with you in peace? Can I do what I have to do in peace? Not necessarily. Do you like me? You don't have to like me, but Mm -hmm. is there an institution that prevents me from having the same civil liberties that you're entitled to as a human, you Mm -hmm. know, racism Mm -hmm. as an institution, you know, like the state sanctioned violence, the state sanctioned us law, like slavery was legal. It wasn't, Uh, something that was criminal you know right it's the way if you understand you know most most jews don't even realize that when slave, they're like oh this is the guys are still crying slavery ended 150 years ago but they don't realize that yeah slavery ended 150 years ago but we didn't get the right to vote it took 100 years for us to get the right to vote right or it took another 100 years just to get basic civil rights not equal rights just civil you know <laughs> like it's a long story that if if the if more orthodox jews understood it and knew it it would be you know we would be partners i i really do i really hmm. do believe that we would be partners you know i don't necessarily you know black lives matter as a as a company as an entity as an organization Mm -hmm. i don't you know i don't that gets complicated but but uh focal point which is that there needs to be change it's not that only black lives matter or black lives matter and no one else does right it's like that makes more sense black black lives matter as an as a statement makes more sense when you look at the history and the legacy of our existence here in the united states it's a different one and it will Mm -hmm. take it takes you know the effort that you're making, which I. Appreciate from the bottom of my heart to actually ask because how else could you know you know what I mean like to mm-hmm. ask someone and um and we can make we can we'll find that we have a lot in common jews yeah. and 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 black people especially african americans have a tremendous amount in common and there's a lot that can be learned from each other and and that's a powerful team but it takes taking just a minute to learn a bit about it, learn a little bit about the history and why we're upset, what, where the frustration comes from, like where does the hood come from? How mm-hmm. did that get that way? What, what's the story behind it? I think uh, there'll be a, a lot more sensitivity, a lot more I think you will even have a lot more outreach and, and support. I, I really do believe that. I think that's the, the core focus, education.
0: No, I love it. I mean, I'm very proud that at my kids' school, um, they do, you know, in their social studies class, um, talk about uh, Martin Luther King and Rosa Parks. And my, you know, kids came home to talk about, you know, what they fought for. And, you know, the kids had an I Have a Dream project where they have to talk about what their dream was. Um, My daughter, one time in a history class, they had um, the topic of Christianity. And one of the kids asked the teacher, you know, why are we learning about this different religion? And the teacher said, um, we have to understand like who they're coming from if we're going to respect them, which I thought was like, yes, like these are the values that I hold. Like, you know, we may not be them. We not may not believe what they believe, but um, there's something important to um, to be able to be tolerant of another group to understand what their story is and where they come from. And um, I, I mean, I, I really do believe that, um, education is the key and i think hashem put us here also different looking and you know different backgrounds so that if we took the time to you know learn from each other we we could find that there's more that unites us than divides us absolutely
1: um, absolutely F- fear you know fear stands for false evidence appearing real it takes mm-hmm. education and it takes a courage the courage to look mm-hmm. the courage to not you know to go investigate you know
0: What do you, we have a few minutes left now. Um, What do you wish that um, the black community knew about Orthodox Jews?
1: What do I wish that the black community knew about Orthodox Jews? Um, Probably the most repeated mitzvah, the most repeated commandment in the Torah by far, our most repeated command is to love the stranger. Mm-hmm. and I think 36 times it's written in the Torah to mm-hmm. love the stranger, treat the stranger as you treat yourself because you know what it you know what it is to be a stranger. Mm-hmm. Um, by far, that's what makes you orthodox. If you really think about it, I don't know why it didn't make the cut, why if you're a good person, you treat the other as you treat yourself, that that's not what we conventionally accept as orthodox today. I think Shabbat and Kashrut, the things that are being Adam, La Makom, Mm -hmm. nothing no no inter interpersonal stuff didn't make the cut for what makes us from or orthodox Mm -hmm. or observant i guess whatever we the label we give it if we if if the black community that's not jewish (laughs) um that knew understood that about judaism then they can i think they'd make be able to make a better judgment on who's claiming it and whether or not like you know who's claiming judaism if you're Like, I don't think you can be racist and claim Judaism at the same time. And I think if Mm -hmm. you can make that separation, then there would be no, you know, there'd be less or no stigma on the Orthodox community because they understand what it really means to be Orthodox. Like, if you keep, if you take the Torah seriously, you know, how do you ignore this, this, this repeat overemphasized idea that how you treat the other is everything. You know, Mm -hmm. we sit around our tables every Pesach not realizing that you know you know hevel might be serving the, your food at the table you don't even realize you know like the guy mm-hmm. serving the food that's he's right he's the other is is right in front of you do you see him like mm-hmm. do you you know mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. what i would hope that the african american non jewish community would know about torah what it's really about and know that they have allies because this is a human story and a human fight human struggle and we seek justice that's what we're supposed to do that's what we're really about
0: what do you wish i love that it's beautiful what do you wish the orthodox community knew about the black community
1: um that there's that that there's so much less to be afraid of than they think that that Mm -hmm. there's so much less to be afraid of. Um, um, that's really it. That's really it. To know that there that there's an opportunity there. There's a, there's a bridge that could be created that I think could bring Mashiach. It could be the example, the precedent for the world, you know? It could really be show, set an example. Show, show, show the world what the work is. Show, show them how it's done. Mm-hmm. We show the world how it's done by, by facing our fear, realizing there's nothing there's really so so much less to be afraid of than we realize. And um yeah, that's that's really what I would hope that the Orthodox community realizes that there's you know, there's a reason to go say, Hey, how what how do you feel? What's going on? Like really get into the other's mind and the mm-hmm. other's life and the other's experience and there's not there's nothing to be afraid of there. That's mm-hmm. that's
0: um, so now I think this is sort of the perfect segue and maybe uh, closing for this conversation today. Um, you're releasing a music video soon, a song called soldiers. Oh, so yeah. can you tell us a little bit about, um, you know, what, why this is sort of the right time to be releasing this video, what it's about. Um, and then we're going to play a little bit of it for our listeners uh, as we close. Sure.
1: Sure. Thanks. Um, Yeah. I'm releasing my music video soldiers, which is about, um, which is about the, a divray Torah on sheet about the story of kind and Hevel and the root of fear. Um, we've been talking a lot today about fear, and I think I found the root. You know, how it's Hashem's style to give you the the remedy, you know, give before you the cure the before the ailment. And you know, the first story we have, we all just walk through the desert and we're all at Har Sinai, and we're all waiting you know, there's fire and thunder and we're all waiting to hear Hashem tell us the truth. It's Hashem that just, you know, wrecked the, the, the superpower of the day with 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 Ten makot and then brought us here and we're all waiting to hear the truth. And the first thing that we hear about in Bereshit, the first like story we hear about man is a story about his, about his intersection with fear and mm-hmm. how he dealt with it and how that translated to his children and how. Fear leads to anger, and anger leads to violence. And Hashem gave us—that's the first story. The first first question Hashem ever asked a human is, ayaha where are you?" Second question Hashem ever asked a human was about his brother. Where is your? Where is he? Mm-hmm. He didn't ask it. But, you know the, th- the things that Hashem Beautiful. wanted to hear from us about are. Uh, are about dealing with our fears that come from the eights at that. So, I wrote a song when I learned it, it blew my mind so much. When I went through Brace I'm going to be going through it in my Instagram piece by piece, a, a 10 piece series, <clears throat> um, to explain it to show how I, I can prove in Brace And that's Christians, Muslims, and Jews. We can all, there's a lot that we disagree on, we all have our differences in what we believe, but there's also the things that we do agree on. We all can agree on that on Brace so I want to start a back to basics campaign where if we if you believe in the Torah or if you believe in the Bible and you go back and read that story and you read it in the original Hebrew and and really it's nothing it's hidden in plain sight. Hashem gives you the remedy to deal with that fear of the other and and mm. it's I try to give you a little bit of that imagery through my music video and through my lyrics and yeah, I blew my mind to learn it. It was w- amazing. I, many times I learned sheet and yeshiva. I never learned this, so it t- I learned this later on. So we're gonna Bruce go give yeah. we're
0: gonna give our uh, listeners a preview right now. Um, awesome. We have just a little bit, uh, um, a couple minutes left, um, and we I just really want to thank you for your time and for giving people this uh, inside view and for I feel like your perspective has a real maturity to it because um, you're not playing, you know, only focusing on the negative. I think sometimes. Um, You know, you could have a challenge in life and sort of only see the bad in it. But you really do have this um, sort of bigger, this bird's eye view of the responsibility, the people that have done good, um, the ways that we can grow. So you're really just an incredible voice to um, bridge that gap. And you should have a lot of Hatzlacha continuing to do that.
1: Amen. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. I
0: appreciate it. Thank you. And thank you for listening. And you can catch a preview of Soldiers right now.
1: A salute to my soldiers Words can never express or confess To what I owe you And though I can't say I put my my life on the line. I pay my tribute when I sit in this booth and write rhymes for the soul flow. Without further ado, this ain't a song about the strong, but the miraculous few. You asking me who? I'm trying to get a grasp of truth. Where we been? Who we are? And where we trying to get to? You wanna understand a six grand story, man? But you're losing track until you looking back at where it began. The world set in motion. Rivers, valleys, mountains, and oceans bore Lime, hidden within. So you can get to know. on the stage is set. Mankind standing erect. stand in a wreck. but his intellect is set to rest above the heart in his chest. Never was giving breath yes. to be the crest of this process mission to chase wisdom, definition of progress but in his haste man had to have a taste decided that he would find it by trying to tree a knowledge despite it never got it greatest lesson of all you can never know it all and now we terrified by it It's a salute to my soldier Young warrior, fight for one love It's a salute to my soldier It's a salute to my soldier Young warrior, fight for one love It's a salute to my soldier